Yatesi Pelletier Yenishe, Maideshkizin initially, Biligana Bashas Chin, Kinla Chitni Dashache, Biligana Dashanale. Welcome everybody to Resball. I'm happy to be joined by Ryan Caldwell, who writes for the DetroitBadBoys.com over at SB Nation, is also the creator of Detroit Sports Center, covering Detroit sports and U of M sports. Uh, been buddies for a long time. Not necessarily the creator of the Ron Marshall Memorial Mock Draft over at DBB, but definitely like the facilitator of facilitators for it as well. Uh, Ryan Caldwell. Ryan, thanks so much for joining me here. Happy to finally, finally, finally have you on the show after just so many, you know, interactions at DBB. Yeah, thanks for having me. That was a great introduction. Well, I try, I try. It's the University of Michigan. You know, they teach you to research and they teach you to mm -hmm. research well there at that school. So. Yeah, yeah, that was great. So we're here today to talk about the Pistons falling to the number five pick. Not a shocker for either of us, I don't think, but no. number one, if you can recreate your reaction to when that happened, what was that reaction like? Was it a sound? Was it an expletive? Was it a like, oh, well, try and recreate for us what you, how you reacted as soon as you saw that card at number five show that Detroit logo. Yeah, I just went quiet, kind of just felt numb for a few minutes. I mean, I knew it was the most likely pick slot to end up at, so, but it it still hurt a little bit because, I mean, you know, the whole day you're getting your hopes up and and then it just gets crushed like that. Yeah, understandable. Thank kudos to you for not breaking anything. I saw a lot of people yeah. Kool Aid over at uh, Detroit. Uh, Woodward Woodward Sports said he broke a chair. <laughs> yeah, so with that one chair, the rest of that that you know lottery show. So kudos to you again for keeping the the composure. So Pistons yeah. are at number five now, though. That's what we're here to talk about. Before we get into who Ryan thinks they should take at number five or who should at least be in contention. How do you see the rest of the draft shaking out now? We have San Antonio at number one. We have Charlotte at number two. We have Portland right now at number three. And then mm -hmm. at number four, our most beloved Houston Rockets. Yeah, yeah I was <laughs> a little happy to see them get four. How do you see that going out? Like, who do you think goes one, two, three, four? Yeah, so, I mean, Victor, obviously. And then Charlotte. I could see them going with Scoot or Miller, I guess. Uh, that'll be interesting to see what they decide to do. And then Portland, I mean, you know, maybe they trade that pick. Uh, I've talked to some people who are fans of the Trailblazers who say, you know, it's time to move on from Dame, draft Scoot. I think that's a pretty good idea, too. Or, I mean, Brandon Miller, that's a, you know, nice good scorer they can plug in right away. So, that, I mean, that, a lot of directions they can go there. And then four is where it probably really starts. And, I mean, I really have no idea what the Rockets would do. Do you, well, What do you think they would do? Point guard, like, that roster screams point guard, right? Okay. It's a bunch of dudes. Well, yeah, I think they would love Scoot, but he's not going to be there at four. He might be there at three, though. I mean, if they could yeah. somehow swing a deal to just move up one spot. I mean, Legion Hoops yeah. has already reported that Portland shopping the three pick. I don't know that Houston has anything that they can offer Portland, but maybe if they get in like a three-team deal or whatever, they make yeah. the most sense for point guard. And they also make the most sense for Amen, I think. Um, yeah. 
here in this scenario. Me personally, I would be happy if I were them to get Amen because he has height, size, explosiveness over Scoot. And Scoot is also a shooting concern, obviously not as much of a shooting concern as Amen, but I think it's still that that level of like, you don't want this guy putting up shots. And for Amon in particular on Houston, it works out better. You don't need him to shoot right away because again, Jalen Green, that's all he does is shoot, right? Right. (laughs) Uh, As Shangun, Shangun is a great scorer, but not necessarily a shooter and not a great defender. And Mm -hmm. um, Jabari Smith, another guy you want more off the ball. Amon's going to get all these guys like easy shots. He will get in the paint. You will be able to finish, and then you don't even have to worry about his jump shot for a couple of years down the line, unless the Rockets stupidly all of a sudden, like this season or next season, is like, we want to push for the play. And Amen to me makes too much sense there. I feel okay. like they would be absolutely moronic not to take either Amen or try to trade up to get Scoot. They just need a point guard. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, the other one for me is like number two, Charlotte. That seems to scream to me, Brandon Miller. I mean, MJ has chosen Miles Mm -hmm. Bridges over SGA. He has chosen Mark Williams over Jalen Duran. I mean, they had the low mellow pick, but that one's more out of line for them. Um, I know there was another one in the cup check era, but they always seem to value like production and guys who have more of a set skill set and more of like a clear path in terms of their development over the upside dudes or the guys that showed out like SGA did in the second half of that season that hey look he's on the rise when you give him more usage and stuff like that and I mean it's not it's not bonkers to take Brandon Miller at number two right no yeah for sure he's definitely at that level I also think that would be the most interesting thing that can happen because then if Portland's at three and they want to trade, then again, somebody's got to jump up to grab Scoot. I don't know if right. there's anybody willing to blow it up right then and there to be like, yeah, we want to get Scoot. And like Scott and I, shout out Scott um, from DBB. We mm-hmm. were going back and forth about, okay, so Portland wants to trade Dame, but like who's ready to to like give him an offer that they yeah. actually would take or – on the flip side of things too, like who could give Portland an offer that they get veteran pieces that helps them compete and they can get the number three, like that team that's trading away their veterans to Portland. Like they're just like, okay, we're ready to blow it up. The only name we really, really could agree on was Toronto, but Toronto Mm. for Scoot doesn't seem like the most perfect fit. Um, No. If you're a Toronto fan, there's Project 6-9 is what I've heard it called recently. Basically meaning like a Masai Ujiri, the GM there, is trying to get everybody on the roster to be six foot nine or taller, <laughs> um, which is like kind of true. Yeah. Even in the second round, guys like Delano Banton that have gotten in there, Precious Lachua, um, you know, Scotty. Scotty Barnes is the, mm-hmm. the big one there. But I mean, OG Ananobi and Pascal Siakam for number three, that's not a bad idea. Um, for either team and maybe maybe they do fall in love with Amon too that could be one where I think Amon Thompson would work I don't know maybe there's a little bit too much overlay with Scotty Barnes and Amon Thompson but again that he's six seven doesn't quite fit project six nine but six seven at point guard (laughs) is a huge mismatch yeah close enough yeah so and the other one was Minnesota I like but I don't know that Minnesota's ready to blow it up but it does seem like they, they might as well 
They traded away D'Lo too, so they need a point guard, right? Yeah, for and sure. if there really is, that would make sense. Yeah, and if there really is um, strife, contention—I don't know what you want to call it—between like Carl Anthony Towns and Ant Anthony. Um, why am I blanking on his name? Edwards. Anthony Edwards, Ant Man. Like, it seems like one of those two would have to. Yeah, go I would choose Ant to keep and get rid of Cat. Same, but... same. Yeah. Yeah, I've never been a big fan of Cat, even though he's very productive, just defensively. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, really good player. But I think they've reached their peak with him as their, like, main player. Yeah. And then I don't really know anybody else outside of that could, that could give Portland, like, veterans that would help them win right now. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe that I'm thinking about it. Utah could deal, like, Laurie Markinen and something sure. else. I mean, like all their picks to Portland for number three. But even then, that seems like they're talking about title contention. They want to contend with Damian Lillard and like Laurie Markkinen. Ugh. I'm here at Arizona, right? <laughs> so I don't want to disparage my guy, Laurie. But yeah. he's not just by himself. He's not going to get you into title contention. So, no. yeah, yeah I, I, it seems like they're in a difficult spot. And yeah, I, I agree with the the Portland fans there. Although it would be awesome to see Dame like be rewarded for his loyalty and like they finally mm-hmm. won the title, it just seems like it's time to move on. So we'll see. Yeah. Number three is going to be very, very interesting. And it's going to be even more interesting if uh, Brandon Miller does indeed go second and then Scoot is still there at three. Like, yeah. what happens, right? Right, for sure. So we'll just say right now, it, the highly most likely outcome would be Wembenyama goes one and then two through four is any in in some particular no particular order brandon miller scoot and then amen thompson let's just say that's like you know two through four sure who would your pick be at number five who right now are you going to argue for to say i really really think the pistons should take this player at number five i would take cam whitmore uh you know he measured in Everyone knew he was shorter than 6'7", but that didn't really concern me. He measured in at uh, 6'5 and three quarters, so a hair under 6'6". But he's, you know, really burly, really strong. He weighed in at 235. His wingspan actually disappointed me a little bit at 6'8 and a half. I thought it was going to be a little closer to seven feet, but he's a tremendous athlete. You know, over a 40-inch vertical. He's a really engaged defender. I think there's a lot of upside on that end to guard, you know, at least the two through four. And then, I mean, offensively, you know, he gets to the basket at will. His uh, two-point field goal percentage is, let me check real quick. I think it's 57 or 58%. Yeah, it's 57.8. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's really good. And that, you know, he, like I said, he gets to the basket at will. And then he's a pretty good shooter for all things considered, I would say 34.3% for a guy as young as he is who's playing as like the main scorer on his team. I think it's pretty impressive. I mean, you definitely need to see a shot develop more, but considering everything, I think it's promising. 
Yeah, what do you say to people that say he's too small now? He measured in under six, seven, what he's listed at, and the wingspan yeah. too. I think the wingspan is probably going to be the thing that people will harp Yeah, on. the wingspan is the bigger problem for me. The height doesn't really concern me, uh, but I think he plays a lot bigger than he is. Um, I think his rebound percentage is eighth in his conference, which, I mean, for a six foot six freshman it's pretty impressive to me and he just he plays above the rim so much I really don't think like I think like some people classify him as a guard because of his size I really don't see him as a guard I honestly think like I'd be more comfortable playing him at like power forward than shooting guard and even you know, if a team wanted to get cute and do something like, you know, P.J. Tucker at center, I'll just throw Cam out there at center. I think he'll be fine. See, I'm of the opposite. I think I want him more at shooting guard and small forward than really? the power forward. Yeah, just in the film study I did, his blocks, like he didn't really get as many blocks as I would like him to. It's yeah, just zero point yeah, three percentage is low. Yeah, 0 0.3 blocks. Part of it is, you know, Villanova wanted him more as a point of attack defender, which he did very, very well. Mm -hmm. That also, to me, is why I'm like, I think I'd want him more at shooting guard or small forward because he did such a great job in man-to-man -man defense on guards and on wings. Um, well, and I think then he's with that just wingspan very switchable. Too, yeah, the wingspan is impossible to overcome when you go yeah. down into the front court, right? That's true. Yeah, but I will say people that are going to be like he's not six seven he is six seven everybody 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 they when they're listed in shoes you had an inch or two to that when they're actually on the court because in shoes they're normally an inch or two taller i was um going tweeting with jd sports tweets shout out jd um yesterday and he brought up the famous cole aldrich story cole aldrich measured in at like six nine without shoes and then in shoes, he measured in at like six eleven and a quarter inch. So it's like, <laughs> bro, what kind of shoes are you wearing? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because I know Whitmore and I think both the Thompson twins all measured in the same. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, yeah, that's he, not really surprising. Yeah. And again, like you said, he's built. He's a vertical athlete, too. Um, mm -hmm. I forget the tweet. I'll have to look it up and post it in the the description for this episode but there's a, a picture out there of cam training for the vertical and he's clearing like every single flag uh, on that <laughs> vertical uh, yeah. measurement like man he will jump over somebody that's six foot seven oh, yeah. no doubt so how do you see cam slotting into this team the pistons well i mean i think he's honestly a pretty perfect fit if he pans out to be like the type of player that you're drafting him at five to be, uh, you know, a three and D physical athletic guy who rebounds, who does pretty much everything except create, uh, he, you know, he would probably come off the bench initially, but he could probably, he'd probably play the, you know, what we were seeing Sadiq Bay do like minutes wise before he was traded like in the what well, i don't know i don't actually know probably 26 minutes or something like that and then it would really just depend on how everything's going and how 
well he's able to translate his game but i do think he's one of the better fits of these top you know three or four guys in terms of like being able to translate their game right away what do you think his long-term projection and role is for the pistons cam whitmore yeah hopefully i mean the small forward of the future uh sort of like uh Maybe they're OG, sort of, if you want to go with like a best case scenario. Would that be your comp for Cam Whitmore, OG, and OB? Uh, I mean, with comps, it's so hard. There's just so many guys who pop out when you watch them. I mean, OG is one guy who pops out, who pops out to me. Miles Bridges pops out. Mikel Bridges pops out. Uh... You know, uh, I, even Anthony Edwards pops out. Can you talk so, a little bit more about the Anthony Edwards one? Because that's one that I don't think is talked about at all, really. But I, I could see what you mean. Like, what about Cam Moore to you screams Ant-Man? Just his ability to, like, slash and finish at the rim, I think, is really... And, like, the way that he's able to use his body... I think this bodes really well for him as like uh to be able to score almost at will in that way. And with his, you know, developing jumper, I don't know if it'll get quite there, but I could see like a bigger Anthony Edwards on offense as sort of what you're hoping he could become. What about the jumper? Like Ant-Man didn't really have a great percentage in college. Where do you think the jumper is at for Cam Whitmore? Because that's the thing that people really sold on Anthony Edwards coming out is like, yeah, I know the percentages are bad, but look, the jumper, the form on it looks really good. He can do it off the dribble. Like, do you see similar things? Yeah, like that with and Cam? he's been a little inconsistent with it, but I think there's been some stretches where he really can put it together. And again, I think you're just... Another thing that you're factoring in with him is how young he is compared to the rest of the draft class and just hoping he can continue to make those strides. But, I mean, even right now, the percentage is not, like, super bad. If it was a, a few percentage points higher or even, like, one or two, I think people would be talking about him as, like, a much better shooter than the general consensus on him now. So what about people that are like, okay, I see the physical profile. It's not like, say, a Jairus Walker who has a seven, two and a half wingspan. Mm -hmm. It's not like one of the Thompson twins, like Asar has a seven foot wingspan, just like his brother. Then like, okay, Asar, we think is the better athlete. We think he has more like supplementary defensive skills to guard more positions. And then Jairus is just like an all world defender. Sure. What would you say to people that, that want those two in particular? Because I think those are the two competition like main competitions for yeah, Cam Whitmore right for sure now at number five I would say those two are better defensive prospects but they're more limited offensively than Whitmore is right now anyways I mean yeah I don't really see Jairus being able to become the level of scorer that I think Whitmore could be and then Azar I do think could probably come close, but his jumper is still 
just even further away than Whitmore or Jarris is. All right, so what about, like, there are a couple names. I think there's seven names really in contention for this number five overall pick for the Pistons. Are there any names out there that you're like, nope, they should probably not be there at number five? Um, You mean, like, guys who they could pick who I think they should not pick even if they are there? Correct. Uh, Yeah, I would say Grady Dick would be – if he's he might be on your list he's yeah. i think would be too much of a reach why is that i just i mean the defensive floor i think is a little too low i think his athleticism testing was pretty bad i mean i think he's undoubtedly a great shooter but i just don't see a whole lot else in his game and i think you need a little bit more than that to warrant the fifth pick but that's the only guy because I, I have a list of like six or seven guys and he's the bottom guy on that list. All right. Let's hear the rest of that list then. Uh, Anthony Black, Taylor Hendricks, Jairus Walker, Azar, Cam Whitmore, and Amen. What would be the order you would put that in? Cam at the top? Uh. I read it in pretty much reverse order from how I think it would go with Amon going to the Rockets. So, but yeah, I would have, I would personally rank Whitmore the highest out of that group. So can you give it to us in order again? I, I need it because I am not good like that. I'm more of a, what they call a visual or kinesthetic okay. learner. So like, if you tell me something, I'm like, so he, so this would be my times. board. Thank you. Uh, it'd be Cam Whitmore, Azar, Jarris, and then probably Amon here, and then Hendricks, Black, Grady Dick. Cool. Let's talk about Hendricks, because I think we've touched on just about everybody before that. Taylor mm-hmm. Hendricks is a name that I've heard more and more from Piston fans. Doing the Word Word Piston show, every time we do a live stream or every time there's a video that's dropped in the live chat, it seems like there are four or five people saying, what about Taylor Hendricks? Should he be in consideration for top five or like, man, I really like this Hendricks kid. I think he should be somebody they take mm. five or at least take a look at. What about Taylor Hendricks? Do you think, number one, he would be worth taking the chance at number five? It would be it would be risky. I mean, I think he's like a great pick at like 10 or so because he checks a lot of boxes. I think he's really safe, really likely to be able to carve out a role in the league. But I feel like at five, you're looking for a little bit more upside. But, I mean, I do think he's a good defender, a good shooter, does a lot of things well. He's a decent athlete. So, I mean, it just it would depend on how you view him, I guess. But I think the upside would just be a little bit too low for me. What's holding him back on the upside there? Because I lean a little bit more in your direction, too, of like the upside is lesser than the guys you just named um, at the top. Probably of- like the self-creation. And when you mean self-creation, can you be more specific? Yeah, like just ability to create for himself as a scorer and I guess for others too is very limited. Indeed. What would you say, like, what would be your marketing of like, okay, Cam Whitmore can be blah, blah, blah for you. And if you're picking Taylor Hendricks, he's probably going to be blah, blah, blah for you. Hmm. See, I mean, I feel like they actually check pretty similar boxes with pretty similar uh, 
downsides. But but they're still they're very different players though. Uh I mean Taylor Hendricks is I mean maybe like a Jeremy Grant if that's what you're hoping he could be. Which is I mean that's a you know really good player if you're getting that at the fifth pick. But because I mean I do think his offense he'll be able to score and I really do buy him as a shooter. I just yeah, absolutely yeah. he's thirty nine point four percent from three this past season. His measurables too, he measured in at six, eight and a quarter inch without shoes, mm-hmm. two thirteen and seven and a half inch or seven feet, seven feet and one half inch wingspan. So Again, this is another guy that has the measurables over Cam Whitmore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But I think this is the balance between like, what do you think the Pistons would go for? Somebody like a Cam who has like explosiveness, more on-ball creation, or somebody like Jarris who the tools are better and like the role player potential is, I don't want to say better, but like you just want the guy with yeah. the seven feet and over wingspan yeah. who can play both forward spots, who hits threes. This is where I, I'm wondering, like, I know most people think like Weaver is always going to pick the quote unquote high upside guy, but I think this is the first draft where it's harder to say who the high upside guy is, right? You could make the argument for Amen if he's there. You can make the argument mm-hmm. for Jairus if he's there. You made the argument for Cam very well there. But Taylor is the other one that I think more and more people are getting onto. He's like you just said, the hope is he turns into like a Jeremy Grant, even if the ball handling isn't there yet. But like right. he just has the size and the shooting that a lot of these other guys don't have. I mean, I love Jarris Walker, but Jarris Walker doesn't have the shooting numbers like this mm-hmm. yet. Um, and he has the height over Jarris Walker as well. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I, I really don't think you can go wrong with any of these guys at five just because they do really check so many of the boxes that we would be looking for out of a small forward or power forward to plug in. So it, it I, I guess just comes down to whatever Weaver's preference of these guys ends up being. So last question here for the pick number five, what do you think Troy Weaver's preference would be out of these players? Let's say, uh, for argument's sake, like Amen Thompson is still there, and you still have his brother there. You still have um, Jarris Walker. You still have Cam Whitmore. You still have Taylor Hendricks. What do you think? With a preference, his preference would be out of those players based off what we've seen in picks so far. Hmm. Well, we're probably gonna hire Kevin Ollie, so we'll draft a czar, right? <laughs> Why would you say a czar though? Because I think that. <laughs> I, I think the, the argument can be made for Thompson twins if you're trying yeah. to say, like, what is Weaver's, if you had to guesstimate the preference. Well, okay, I, I, I would probably... say I, I do think they're looking for, like, a high-end defensive player. So, and, like, I've seen, uh, you know, I don't know how much you would read into, like, any boards that, like, James Edwards the third would do. But I feel like, you know, he tries to read the tea leaves of what they're thinking. And it's always, you know, Jairus, Anthony Black, Cam Whitmore. So I'm thinking, you know, defense seems to be pretty high on their list. And so I think Azar would make a lot of sense because he is such a good defensive player. 
Yeah, I agree. I think it seems like defense is really what they're focusing in on now from any of the beat Which it should be. But yeah, focus on the team. And yeah, like I said, it, like you just said, it should be because they already have two on-ball creators in Cade and in Ivy. They have Jalen Duran who needs help on defense as well. Uh, but you have like the center there, the, the front court defense guy. The hole, the hole, the gigantic hole is definitely there in the middle of the lineup at the three and at the four. You need to find guys that can defend well there. For sure. All right. So thank you so much again for Ryan for coming on here. Let everybody know that they can find you on social media at Detroit Bad Boys, anywhere else you're at there on the Internet. Uh, You know, the only thing I really want to plug is the Ron Marshall Memorial Mock Draft. Uh, we just posted the sign up page a couple days ago. There's 20 spots left. You can find that in the fan post section on DBB. So, yeah, sign up. So yeah, go to DetroitBadBoys.com if you're into mock drafts, if you're into, like, you know, playing GM. It's always fun. Like, I've done it so many different off-seasons beforehand. It's always a highlight of the off-season and of the mm-hmm. summer. Definitely go to Detroit Bad Boys in the fan post and do that. Follow this man on Twitter. Definitely look out for all the articles that he'll be dropping at Detroit Bad Boys and in the future. So thank you so much again, Ryan, for coming on. Yep. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. Cool. Yeah, we will continue to talk. Pistons at number for five. Sure. We'll continue to talk a bunch of different draft prospects as we go forward. So we will catch you next time. We're going to.